I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who agree with Jared Goff's plumbing choices, Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 479. There's thousands more. Uh, This is Detroit Lions 2023 spring season ending. Because it's over, baby. It's over. Just two days. There's nothing more. We'll talk about that. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for that dead hole called Reddit. And I am your dashing host, Chris. With me is my good friend and co-host, Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? It's good to be back doing the show from my own home. Happy to be with you. Happy to happy to talk to the Detroit Lions podcast family. What's yeah. going on, people? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good, good times. Spring is officially over, although... Uh, I'm wearing a hoodie and a, a thick shirt under it because it's like 52 degrees in West Michigan right now. <laughs> That's crazy. 89 right here and humid. Oh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to execute a trading places episode <laughs> y- y- for reals. But I, I will be I'll, I'll be doing my half here very shortly, my friend. I will talk about that, too. Uh, we got a lot going on to talk about. Uh, we're going to do a quick check about the JMO thing because I think there's, <laughs> it's been a crazy, people are nuts. I'm just going to tell you right now, except, look, you listening and Riz there and me, we, we're okay. Everyone else, freaking nuts. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We'll give you uh, some insight and some ways to think about that a little differently than the nutty people are. Uh, we're going to talk about winners and losers of OTAs. We're going to talk about how the Lions fared on injuries. And I think we have to talk about the press. With what we can, because some of us probably right. Some of us, some of us can. Some of us have problems because we're nervous. (laughs) Other of us can say whatever we want. Uh, Also, we'll 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 talk about the schedule for the summer. We're not going away. We're going to have lots of great content. We have some really fun, interesting lions-related ideas. Some really in-depth breakdowns. Some really good content for you guys. Better than name ladders and things like that. A lot of good stuff coming. So we're not going to leave you hanging in the in the slower season. We don't do that. We don't leave people hanging. You know, I've never heard the name ladder phrase before, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It is perfect. It's great. (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to talk about how great a show it is. Riz, you ready to go, my man? 
Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Ooh, I, I'm in the chat. University. <laughs> I'm on the broadcasting live. I got it all going on. I got it. Stand aside. I'm broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Really quick. Thank you for the subscription. Laryl Jr. Uh, love all of you who nice. have subscribed to the channel. Continue to subscribe to the channel. Uh, the growth rate has been amazing. And it's because all of you who do the liking and subscribing and all that stuff, it really, really does help. It may have to do with some like of the it. great new content, too. Uh, <laughs> I got to admit, Ed and, you know, Gray and Scott Nash and all that is all good. But that is because They're you guys people, are helping us Chris. Yeah, They really are. But you guys are helping us out too. So thank you for all those likes and subscribes and all the, 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 the bells and all that stuff. It means a lot and helps us out a lot. So thank you. Um, one other quick thing before we get into the juice. Oh, two quick things before we get into the juice. Quick, quick the logo is going to change on the audio podcast. So for the audio listeners, don't freak out. I'm giving you early warning. It'll happen in August. But uh, that's going to change shortly. Uh, so it'll be the round DLP logo like you see everywhere on Twitter and all that. and Everywhere except on the audio podcast right now. So we're going to get that straightened out. So we're uh, logo straight across the whole thing. Also, uh, we're doing fantasy football. <laughs> uh, fantasy football's coming. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That'll go up very shortly. And uh, you can join one of the leagues. We have a great football league, great prizes. Four out of 12 people win. You get a one in three shot of taking a prize out of there. Um, it's good stuff. And it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. It's a great way to have fun. Have a chance to win some money and support the show at the same time. Last thing, this is a big one, the training camp party. It's tickets are on sale right now. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Just go to party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's on August 5th. Tickets are on sale at the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township, Michigan. It's usually there's a practice in the morning. And then we break for the afternoon, get something to eat, maybe freshen up a little bit and head on down to the Uptown Grill. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> Shh, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> and uh, we, we get it on. I mean, the whole Adam Kroll get it on, got to get it on. That started because he went down to Uptown Grill and saw what we were going, what was going on, because we got it on. And uh, we go to two in the morning. We sometimes find a way to do a little after party for those who, who want it. But we have a great great time we'll do a live show from there with a special guest ash is flying in we're going to have ash there to show off his saint jude tattoo he got and we'll do some analysis on what we've seen in training camp so far a lot of stuff august 5th this year go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com you get dinner included you get soft drinks included all the breadsticks salad all that stuff you can eat and it's it's a cost thing it's literally at cost we're not making money it's uh, a way to get everyone together, pay for the room, you pay for the food, and uh, with your ticket. And we're doing door prizes, too. We'll have uh, some autograph lines items. I don't know if you saw the Twitter where we had a Hank's Tanks t-shirt signed by the entirety of the offensive line and Hank himself. Uh, but that's for St. Jude. Uh, but we will have some really, really good uh, yes. autographed items for, uh, up for grabs there at the Uptown Grill. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Okay. We had, now we had, let's get we had Billy Sims swag last year, didn't we? Yeah, we had a signed ball from Billy. Um, right. we, we had Jerry Jacobs in person. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of nice. We had, we had a real Detroit lion cornerback starting quarterback there. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what and he was do. good too. Like he was engaging. Like he, he, he stopped he, he and talked to everybody. Had fun. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yep. He, he was willing to, to sit and, and not just like take pictures, but like, you know, talk to you and like, oh, yeah. you know, what a uh, good dude. Um, yeah. he hung I, out with I've seen everybody. him a couple times this summer. He's, you know, one day I just got a fistball from him. The other day I talked to him for just a couple little bit. It was good to talk to him. Yeah, I, I will say um, on the jury front, he's always been like ripped. 
he's really, really physically fit right now. Yeah. Uh, I would guess that he's added two to three pounds of more upper body muscle mm-hmm. to what he already looked like. And he already looked like he belonged on the cover of muscle and fitness. So, yeah. and ladies, on, we're not here to talk, but we'll talk. There's some lower body muscle there too. Jerry Jacobs is the guy. He's a piece. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get into this. <laughs> I want to really yes, do a, please. <laughs> I want to talk about something that's out there that's uh that's it's pretty it's it's been it's been under my skin a little bit. And I it's 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 important. I've got you under my skin. <laughs> uh JMO. Some people might think I or we or you hate JMO. Some people might think I or we or you love JMO. Some people don't think about us and JMO at all. Oh, but they should. Um, the reality is <laughs> there's something that people do and, and we've got to get past this. We've got to get past this as a fan base and we've got to get to be a little bit mature, more mature. Okay. Um, we talked about JMO and we talked about some of the word from inside the building that people were worried that he wasn't going to work, that they weren't, they, they weren't seeing that from him. Right. Yes, he's recovering from injury. I mean, this season. is this is going back. This is going back months. This isn't yeah. a recent development. Yeah, and this, this was is not, something that goes back to last year. This is inside inside the <laughs> building info, right? This wasn't widely reported by people, right? But this is inside info. Multiple people were worried that he didn't have that kind of work in him and wasn't going to put it out there. Like he never really had to, cause he's always been so naturally good, but everybody's naturally good in the NFL, right? You have to work right. in order to, to really realize your potential. So there's, there's that data points and multiples, by the way, multiples. And that was it. Now he's coming out of an injury, right? You don't know what you have. You don't know how hard he's, he's being allowed to push. You don't know how hard he wants, how hard he wants to push. If he's just doing what he can, cause he doesn't want injury. For, you don't know. But what you know is the opinions of those people. Then the gambling thing comes out. And the reaction is like, oh, God, man, that's the that's not what you should be doing. And the news came out. It was like, you know, these guys are supposedly well, well informed about this. As the news kind of breaks, the athletic gets some information. Maybe the information wasn't so good. Those things we talked about them. Was it because we dislike JMO? Was it because we want to see him fail? Are you an SOL Lions fan? Are you an SOL Lions reporter? Because there's a lot of that going on. There's people that believe they have to get up and stand up for a grown ass man. But okay, that's fine. Then we were talking about and you had a great short on him. We talked about it in the show how great JMO looked in practice. He made some amazing practice uh, catches. He had some amazing speed, some shiftiness. Looked awesome out there. Reported on that. Does that mean suddenly that we're massively in love with jmo does that mean that we are jmo lovers and think that he can do no wrong no neither one of those are true the reality is you can have a person is a comp is a people are complicated they're made up of many different actions and each of those actions can be kind of talked about and evaluated in its own kind of cylinder the problem is and this is really where it's at the problem with jmo and it's not jmo's fault we don't have any film to work on JMO because of the injury. So you spend a number 12 overall pick on somebody, a number 12 overall pick is supposed to do something. It's supposed to be contributing in year one. We knew he wouldn't. Yes. 
But now we've got nothing. We've got all that capital sunk in that. And so it spins up this thing with fans, fans who want to simp, fans who want to hate, right? You can't be one. You, you got to be one side or the other. You can't just look at things as they come and build a picture based on multiple data points. No, no. You have to take a side. And that's the thing that drives me nuts. You don't have to take a side. You could be a logical human being that uses a lot of things that are out there, information and data to make a decision without being emotionally attached to it and still be a fan of the team. And that's the thing that's been driving me nuts, that people can't separate any of these things. It's a you're all in or you're all out on JMO. You're a hater or you're a simp. And that's it. And and it, it's been driving me bonkers, buddy. All I want is JMO in the field so we can look at the play and see his actions on the field and say he sucks or he's the most amazing thing since sliced bread. Either way, it's going to be a hell of a relief than having these, 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 these crazy Simpson haters. <laughs> I will tell that's, you, that's the new um, West side story. The Simpson, the haters, <laughs> Simpson, the haters. sharks on the jets. It's weird. That there's no sharks other than the San Jose sharks. I always thought that would be a better logo, but, that, but I digress. Um, couple things come to mind here first is that god forbid situations change based on new data points uh we've gone through that with jared goff jared goff sucked his first year he didn't suck last year there's still a lot of people that think he's terrible like he's he's either you either hate him he's first year goff or you love him he's the last 10 games goff nobody can have like like the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. You know, the, the great Jerry Cantrell song, somewhere in between the wrong and right, we fight. It's all right. It's fair oh, to say that you know, as I'm wrong. And in my mind, that's all right. It's a yeah. great song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Check out Jerry Cantrell from the Buggy Depot album. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, is that you're right. We don't have any video of JMO actually doing football things on meaningful games. He caught one pass as a rookie. Dropped two of them, caught one. We're going to see a lot more of JMO. Unfortunately, not until Halloween. That's, that's the part that really sucks. But until then, everything about him is theoretical, especially for the fan base that isn't in Allen Park and watching him practice and seeing real progress, like some of us have, yeah. on some things. But also still seeing need for fairly considerable progress on some other things. And that we see that every day too. He's a young player. He's a young man. And I think the maturation process, he's unfortunately going to have to mature very publicly before us. Or I feel bad for not. him in that, in that way. I feel really, really bad for him. I feel that way for I the do too. young, young Hollywood. That's stars. not his fault. No. Yeah, that's not his fault at all. Um, and some guys can handle that. Some guys can grow up on that. Um, I would say that I don't I don't think that he helps himself by posting weird social. I don't want to call it weird because it's not weird for some people, but for people of my demographic and other demographics, um, it's not typical. It's something that we're used to. Um, it's not, certainly not in Detroit. Um, he could be I, I breaking barriers though. He could be kind of opening up a and whole and, new and I'll, thing. I'll you know what I mean? For and, and to to I all went kinds through of people this, that haven't aren't used to it. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm and, and, and yeah, and, and that's we have to live and learn with it. I I kind of got a dose of that when Odell Beckham got traded to the Cleveland Browns. Like we had never had anybody like that. I'd never covered anybody like that before. 
you know, who was living online basically. And yeah. incidentally played football pretty well. Like that's, <laughs> that's sort of the way that I uh, describe OBJ was that he, he's an online avatar of himself. And then he's a football player, like also, and JMO was kind of in that vein too. And that's for, that takes some getting used to. I'm still getting used to that. It's, it's not easy for me to do that. Um, yeah. I, I, but I, I'm not, I'm not like against him because of it. It's just, it's going to drive some people crazy that they don't understand that they, that they, they don't want to accept that. It's, you know, it's, it's, and it's, that's, he could and, be and because the, there's nothing because we're seeing no benefit of drafting him and move, making the move up to, to, to select him, that that's just fostering more enmity, more, yeah. you know, like I've got to hate this guy because we're not getting what we paid for. Can I tell you something, um, a, theory, a theory I have that's, it's, it's, I know it's not my own theory. I mean, a lot of people think this and it's been proven out in psychology prior, but. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The whole thing about all the hate that's come out of post-pandemic versus pre-pandemic is because of a lack of human con- con- contact. I saw it. When I worked at yes. a company, it was on the West Coast. We were on a big campus, and you would work with people, but only over the phone or, or you know, via virtual meeting or whatever. Um, you you, w- you wouldn't, you just didn't get in a room together, right? And it was really easy to build a monster in your head of what that person was. You had a construct of what it's kind of yes. like. Either you're a simp or a hater with 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 with, with JMO, right? But you get you build a construct of what the other monster is, and you've built this monster in your head, and that's what they are. There may be nothing like that. It can be absolutely nothing like that. But because you don't look somebody in the eye and have that actual human contact, the a camera doesn't do that. You don't get that from a camera. It's actually a whole different experience. I I think that it's the same kind of thing with JMO until you see him on the field people can build their own monster or their own hero but they don't have anything to base it on except they want a white knight or they you know they want to tear it down it's just let the things happen and let the evaluate them until he's on the field you don't know and the poor guy he wants to be on the field you know he wants to be on the field and he wants to 100%. prove and when he goes out there and proves that he can do it we'll clap we'll cheer he's part of the lions it's awesome if he goes out and proves that he can't we're all going to be disappointed. No one's going to be happy that he didn't do well. If you're a Lions fan, you know, if you're a Packers fan, you might be happy. Um, I, and if he's I, okay, I can think of a few Lions fans that will be happy because they've never liked it. And that's just the way they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Some right, of them, just, unfortunately, have uh, have keyboards and publishing ability. Yeah, I just I just I just that one that doesn't bother me how people are getting put in a box and I see it happen. It's a, it's a construct. The media uses it. People use it like when I talk to the media. I'm talking about sports journalists, right? They put things in boxes and create these constructs that people use. And it's um, it's just it is what it is. And I just wanted to. And, and the hardest Let part, Chris, is that do they won't unbox it when they're proven wrong. They just have to stick with what they've got. And like like Skip Bayless does this all the time. He, he he was the original like like he's gonna hate something and even if like over like every other person on earth realizes that it's wrong 
he's going to stick to it because he said it. Like, that's so asinine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, things change. Yeah. People change. Let's, let Careers change. Injuries change. Like, oh, there's so many things. Like, you cannot be that dug in on a position. And if, if, if the circumstance changes, you got to change with it or you got to adjust your view of the situation. If you don't, you're, you're going to be left behind or you're going to look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it's just the free JMO thing for me, just free the kid to grow up. Let it, let him go. Don't, don't, don't put this guy let him in be JMO, but, but yeah. also let him like understand that. And, and this is my takeaway from watching him in person. He's going to do some spectacular things. He's also going to make some really boneheaded plays on the field. I think that's going to be his career. I I don't think he's ever going to outgrow that. I think he's going to be a guy that doesn't necessarily catch a high volume of passes, but the ones that he does, he's going to do things that other people can very, very, very few people anywhere in the league can do. And that is worth the times where he's going to run an in instead of an out as he's done a few times in practice still. And it hangs his quarterback out to dry. He's going to forget to block on a run play. Like, oh, oh, crap, man. Dun, 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 dun. Man, sorry, sorry, Jameer. I, I, that, that was my bad. That was my guy I had to block, and I just let him run right into you in the backfield. Like, there's going, that's going to happen. Yeah. But he's also going to do some spectacular things, and I think that dichotomy is going to drive fans crazy because he's going to be <laughs> at in the same game the most valuable player for the Lions and also the least valuable player for the Lions, maybe even in the same drive. And that's going to be a real difficult thing for a lot of people to accept that he's going to have the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the beautiful. Like, it's, it's, he's going to be a very polarizing player, I think, for a long time. And that's just, that's kind of the style of play that he is. Uh, the, the, The best equivalent I can give is Ted Ginn. In Carolina, where yeah. the fans were like, "Oh, we're getting, we're getting." You you remember the the kick return that he had against Michigan? You remember yeah. how yeah. how hyped yep. he was? He was a top yep. ten pick or top. 11, I think he was number eleven, fastest man in the NFL, world class speed. Like could have been in the Olympics as a sprinter. Caught about fifty two percent of the passes thrown his way. Never developed as a blocker. Yeah. Never really <laughs> like. But he was also he was going to make eight to 10 plays a year that maybe two other people in the NFL could do. And those plays were, they made that Panthers team, especially a great, like he made them that much better. I think JMO's better than that, but I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think that's just going to be something that we're going to have to live with is that he's not going to be all good or all bad ever. Yep. That's, that's just who he is (laughs) really quick, really quick. We have a hard to swallow pills moment. Uh, Riz is looking healthy today. Seems like Gouda's losing the war. Have those hard oh to swallow God. pills been okay, Jeff? <laughs> uh, the I'm drinking coffee tonight. <laughs> um, uh, my so I actually I, I just refilled my Elopurinol prescription today. 
So shout out to the 16th Street Meyer in Holland. The gout shout out. I also got a account. super chat from Floundericious. Thank you, Flounder. I feel like I'm staring into the eyes of a monster when I whenever I see Gray up close on his videos. Yeah, he has he has some. I've, I edit those videos. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like he's looking through me. I'm like, huh? Like the if you saw the last one, who goes, yeah. I'm talking to you, Chris. And yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, I was stunned. What is he here? <laughs> I heard footsteps. So uh, no, Gray's got some great stuff. We'll we'll actually talk a little bit about some things that Gray has ta- has discussed today. I want to hit one thing yeah. though that came up earlier in the chat as well. Uh, Jeff Merrill, off topic. Does Dan Campbell? Does the Dan Campbell effect bleed over to other Detroit sports? Monty Williams feels very Dan Campbell-y. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you run with that a little bit, but here's where I, what I'm going to say. There was a point in time where if you had picked up the garbage from Sean McVay's house, you were going to be a coordinator in the NFL. I have a feeling that you're going to get something similar. And if you even looked a little bit like him, you were going to get picked up as a coordinator or a coach in the NFL. I think you're going to get some of that effect. People are going to start as the lions, especially becoming darlings right now in the NFL. If the lions they really do show are. out to expectations this year, I think you're going to see a lot of Campbell cloning going on. It's no longer just Dolly the sheep. It'll be Campbell rolling around the NFL in all kinds of spots because everybody thinks that that's going to win the next super bowl for them. If they get themselves Dan Campbell, it's a, it's a follow the leader league and, that's that's kind of where it's at. I think you're going to see some of the same kind of thing in other sports in that people will start to think that that's the kind of leader that works with kids today. And uh, that's what these kids need is a fiery type of Dan Campbell wearing a race helmet at the, at the Detroit Grand Prix. That's what they're going to think is. Oh, my God. Remember how controversial that was? Like, oh, coach, come yeah. on. Like, y'all, y'all I loved gotta- it. I freaking loved it. That was I did my, too. I thought it was great. One of my favorite counts. He that he's showing, belied, he's showing vulnerability. He's showing that he's a man of the people. That belied like, his sense of humor too. That? Yeah. Well, we were yeah, talking like, beforehand, right? About my sense of humor. Like yeah. juxtaposition for me is the ultimate in comedy. It is absolutely the ultimate comedic uh, um, tool. And ha- having your coach show up with a racing helmet on was absolutely fantastic. It was fantastic. I loved every second of that. All right, so let's uh, let's get going. A lot of chat. Steve, thank you, sir, for uh, the super chat. Lion success is not tied to Jamo. Jamo, I know this. Jamo being branch. There you go, man. Uh, Cliff Branch. Wow, Cliff Branch. Steve, props to you, my man. Yeah, Cliff Steve's- Branch was one of my early childhood favorite players. Um, in, f- in fact, he was one of the guys I remember – not wearing a traditional number for a wide receiver. And I thought that was badass when I was like eight years old. I'm like, him and Harold Carmichael were like, oh my God, these guys are wide receivers, but they're wearing jeans. Like, can you do that? Like, this is great. I have to call out yeah. Schlachten Bloom. Sorry. I, I know I can mess it up on purpose. Schlachten Boomler aus Hanover. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the, the podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Greetings from Germany. Alles in Ordnung, mein Freund. Danke sehr. All right. Zero. These are good. This will be really good with tequila in it. Whatever you're paying Gray, paying, pay him more. Thank you, Mrs. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Mrs. Gray. She would say that. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into OTAs. Things are starting to wind up. There's two days left as we record this of Lions activities closed to the press. This is where all the trick plays are tried out. This is where the 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 Statue of Liberty play um, will be born. (laughs) 
our last day was Monday, uh, and I I was not there. Um, I as I told Chris before the show, I'm single dad this week, and I have kids that have to run everywhere, um, and also um, several medical appointments this week that are not related to count. So I had to stay home. Um, really? Most every veteran is now gone as well. This is last week was mini camp. They are back to yep. OTAs, which are voluntary this week. And I want to say that there are less than five veterans on there that are still there. Like everybody else left. Yeah. A lot of guys had football camps. I, I was in Cleveland over the weekend. John Kaminsky had his in, uh, uh, he's from the area between Cleveland and Akron. Uh, and there was a crap ton of people and a crap ton of media there. And I believe some, somebody from the Lions media actually went and like went there. Um, yeah. and I, had I known that it was going on, I probably would have gone too because I wasn't that far away from it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the big thing right now. Is that the players? A lot of them are going home, doing their their youth camps. They're doing you know community events, um, like charity softball games, stuff like that. That this is their time of year to do that, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's you know the rookies are still there. They're working on stuff, um, but yeah, it's the the last two days are you're not going to get much out of Allen Park from now until late July. Um, there's been a lot of talk in the, in the chat and I've been rolling them up on the uh, screen here about inside the den. I'll, I'll tell you, here's my belief of what's going on. I, I, I haven't talked to them. They haven't told me, but I believe this is true. Um, it's really, really good content. Everyone in media also knows that in two days, it's time to start taking vacations because there's a gap until training camp in content and it's hard. There's going to be creative writing um, is going to be working hard inside the den. Also, if you look at what they put into it, they shared the timeline of the last episode from uh, the, the, the NLE, the editing program. And if you look at how deep their tracks were, um, I mean, they put a lot into editing those together. It was, I was, I was, very, 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 very impressed. Yeah. Um, they're spending time. And I think there's two pieces to this. Number one, I, I see we've got here, where was it? Uh, Prison Mike says the Jets have had three hour long episodes. I guarantee, though, they're not going to be anything like what the Lions are doing. And what they've probably done is made a choice. You know what? We're going light to the, lighten the load on our in-house media team, the Danny Rogers, the Mike O'Hara's, the Tim Twentyman. This is when they're going to take their vacation as well. We need content during that period. Spend time editing it. Put a very, very good, very special piece together. <clears throat> when you see when you see them traveling with Charles Rogers and some of the other guys to their hometowns, I would look for some of that content to come out as well to really kind of show the the human side and the persona of the players throughout this period here. I will guarantee you some of the best Lions content you see other than the Detroit Lions podcast during this whole period of time here is going to be what the lions themselves put out. I mean, and, and without, without, yeah. without question, um, the S the rest of it is you're going to see so much contrived crap that people put together. Oh, let's do, we're going to talk about us. Now you talk about us, right? That kind of stuff. Um, the lions are going to put out really, really good stuff. I guarantee it. And you're inside the dental come and you'll see it. And I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I think you're going to be, They've all been so impressive. They've done such a great job with it to give them they, extra time to yeah, put they, into it. Their their in house media and production teams are fantastic. They are as good as any in the league. And like we saw, just to whet your appetite, watch the one about the Arizona that the Arizona Cardinals did the uh, taking flight, where they they broke down their side of the trade for, between the Lions and the Cardinals. 
uh, I would bet pretty good money that you're going to see the lion's side of that. And you'll yeah. be able to piece the two conversations together because these are organizations that have worked together nicely. Um, remember that our former director of collegiate scouting, Dave Sears is in their front office. He's there. He's their version of Ray Agnew. Yep. Don't think that he's not still tied to Detroit. Like there's, you're, you're going to, you're going to get, I, when is it going to, I don't know. I don't know when it's coming. I know that I will say this. I know that they sent a film crew to Grand Rapids to follow Dan around at a volleyball tournament. I know that because his daughter played against a team from the club that my daughter plays on. My daughter was not there, but uh, and they were, they were like, they had to have consent to be filmed yeah. by the Detroit Lions. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Vicious defense. Who, who else forgot to hit the like button? Like I did a <laughs> um, r- r- quick question. Riz, can you speak on the chase young chatter? That's not going to happen. <laughs> No, no, he's not. No, no. So I saw the thing. So as starved as we are for content, it comes across my desk. I get I get the emails all the time. Chris, I showed them to you one time from the gambling sites. Detroit Lions are the favorite to land Chase Young, betting favorite to land Chase Young. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to write this because I just don't. It's so I'll let somebody else do that. And if and only if the IFF um, from geometry and trigonometry back in the day. That's the only time like, until it happens. No, it's not. It, it's like, I will say it's less likely than D hop that, that they make any move for chase young, because in, with chase young, you're giving up very real assets and you also are going to have to pay him at a position where you are already overloaded. Mm -hmm. We've had this conversation a few times. One of Charles Harris, Romeo Okwara, Julian Okwara is not making this team. Possibly two. Like they don't need that spot. They will tell you they don't need that spot. And and I I did have to write about this this morning about my my friend and and colleague, Doug Farrar from Touchdown Wire, named James Houston as the most underappreciated Lions player i think the lions fan base still doesn't see him as real did you say james think, oh we played those now? six great games and, did and, you just now like, mention like, james like, houston i did i think james, <laughs> i, I want i've got to stop you because it's on the screen uh from steve-o it's guaranteed now james was going to be a superstar and do the complete opposite of riz says james houston wasn't even going to take a snap for the lions <laughs> riz, it's all come together at the same point in time <laughs> That kind of proves my point from earlier, though. Like, you got to move on. Like, if you're presented with diff- different information, like, yeah, like I was, that was thrown in my face very quickly. I adapted. I'm not still taking the position that James Houston isn't going to play. Like, that's, that's yeah. not right. Yeah. You got to move off from that. Like, exactly. You got you got you to progress your thoughts as, as things progress. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of people still in Lions, probably not many that are watching this show, but there are a lot of them out there especially some who, who read one specific person or listen to one specific radio program slash podcast that don't think he's good. They think it was a fluke. They think he needs to be replaced and he shouldn't play. You're wrong. And signing Chase Young means that you, like, James Houston isn't good enough for you. Charles Harris, Romeo Quara, John Kaminsky, those players aren't good enough for you. At 
and you're paying all of those guys collectively less than what you'll have to pay Chase Young. <laughs> like that, this one absolutely makes zero sense from a Lions standpoint. Now, also, there's the other side of it. And this is something, Chris, you know this. For, I've gone way back on this. People who read me at Real GM 15 years ago know that I was like this. When a, when a team that could conceivably be contending, and I do think that the Washington Commanders are a contending team in the NFC this year. Yeah. I, I actually believe in Sam Howell. I think they're, they're going to be solid. They're a good football team that's willing to give up on what sure seems like a useful player. Ask yourself why. Why would a team that has playoff aspirations that they feel are very legit is willing to get rid of a premium ticket player entering his prime still under their cost control? Like, Why would they want that? Why are you taking on their problem? It's a question you have to ask. I don't know the answer to it. I don't know why Washington's giving up on it or maybe allegedly giving up on him. I don't know that one. But ask yourself why a team like Washington that I I think that's an eight or a nine win football team this year. I really do. Like they're they're quietly pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if they if they're if their secondary can play, they're gonna be what the Lions kind of were last year. I think that's a team that's gonna score a lot of points and give up a lot of points. But they're gonna score more than the opponent, more than they don't. I think and the the like, thing is is the ownership getting out of the way, out of getting out of their own way, is going to let their story be told, and then I think people are going to catch oh, up to where they are. You know what I mean? I will just tell you that the people who cover that team, it's like it's like the fog has been lifted and the sun is shining again. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Uh, for, for all the the consternation about the Ford family, like they weren't, they didn't ever succeed. But they weren't like actively the reason the team was failing. Um, unlike what's happening in Washington, where their <laughs> owner is very actively one of the reasons why the team isn't successful. Yeah. Uh, and also, probably should be. <laughs> we won't go into that. That's, there you go. Let's right. let's. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, uh, it, we could go down a deep hole there. And I was like, Chase, you know, yeah, yes, we could. Right. And I'd rather not do that. Um, <laughs> Chase Young is not coming to Detroit. And again, just ask yourself, Washington giving up on a guy that he was the number, he was the number two pick when Okuda was number two, that was 2020. Yeah. Why are they giving, like, do they feel about him the way we feel about Jeff Okuda? Why would we take on that problem? Like most of us think Jeff Okuda in Atlanta. Okay. I'm glad they're giving him a shot, but I don't think it's going to work. I think that's the general consensus of Lions fans. You can correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But that seems to be like Washington's doing the exact same thing. Like, do you want to be Atlanta taking this on where all the Washington fans are like, oh, you're going to find out. Like, just be wary of that. I don't want that doesn't mean that's going to happen. Like, I think Chase Young's a phenomenal football player. He's my number one player in that draft. Uh, and he, the injuries have been problematic, kind of like Jeff Okuda. And he's not – it's weird that all uh, – there's a whole group of, of Ohio State guys from that time period who just haven't quite lived up to the expectations of yeah. – and I think I think some of that falls on those of us in the draft community. I'll put the draft hat on for a second, where we kind of over-evaluated I, – I think that team was a great – they were – 
better than the sum of its parts and its parts were pretty darn good. And I think we taking them away and making them learn new different things that were outside of that, I think has diminished the view of a lot of those players yeah. from like 2017 to 2020, 2021. And that's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I, I think Chase Young is sort of a victim of that too. I think we, we might've raised him too high at that time. And now it seems like Washington might be overcorrecting, but maybe they're not. They see him every day. I Brother, I will tell you, and anyone watching, go look at the top players from that draft. You're not going to find a whole lot of gems. That was a year where either everybody got it wrong at the top of the draft, or it was, it was a lot. The dearth of talent was a lot greater than anybody was talking about because that's turned out to be a terrible draft comparatively. It's like the Ziggy Ansa draft. You're going to get lucky with a couple of guys, but other than that, most of most people in that draft have been crap. Yeah. 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 All right. Winners and losers, losers of OTAs. Let's start out. I want to, I just want to call out one guy. I'll start out with this one. Um, big winner, Broderick Martin. Why? Cause he was on the Detroit lions podcast for an interview. Why? Who wouldn't yes. only winners come to this show? Stay tuned. Uh, we <laughs> got an interview coming soon. Very, very soon. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You, you guys are not going to want to miss it. Uh, you'll watch it twice. I guarantee you. Um, the, uh, besides the fact that he was on our show, he's just shown himself to be such a fantastic human being, such a driven worker. individual. He's a, a worker. Yep. And that's the word, right? He works. He works hard. And that's, I mean, I've told you guys and gals that the thing in the Lions locker room and that the coaching staff is looking for is people who work. That word work is one of the most important words you can hear used about a player by the staff. I'm just telling you right now, when you hear somebody talk about that in a positive way about one of the players, they like them. And Broderick Martin is yeah. a worker. He is a worker. When he made that promise, we've talked about it in the show a couple of times. When he, I'm still, it gives me chills. He was a very much, that was just him, right? I mean, that was just him. Yeah. And it was like, you will not regret. <laughs> I will do everything in my power. I, I think he looked great in OTAs. He's, he's, he's a rookie, right? He's, he, he's a little bit later of a pick. We went and grabbed him for a reason. I think this guy has a lot of upside. I think this is one of those magic moments where we'll know. We'll know, you know, game one, game two, you're going to have the people that are like, ah, she said he was going to be good. <laughs> Give it to the middle of the year. Give it to three quarters of the way through the year. And I think Broderick Martin is going to be one of those guys, a lot like the Lions one and six yesterday, last year. And then they turn around the last 10 games, right? Um, he's a kind of guy that maybe early is going to have a little catching up to do, a little bit of work to do, but he is going to grow into something. I, I, I think Martin, not just because he was on the show, but I mean, let's face it, that's just a, a stamp of luck. Ask Jerry. Um, it's it, not just that, but... <laughs> But he's uh, he's he's got a little something something. This guy is going to be for folks who like inside D line play. Broderick Martin is going to be a superhero. Uh, he and Aleem uh, together, they're it's fun to watch those two at practice. Uh, and watching Aleem in his third year, like sort of be the leader of that. Not I don't want to discount Isaiah Bugs because Bugs is. He's got that veteran savvy to him as well. Yeah. But Aleem has taken a step forward 
not just as a player, but I think also as a, like, he realizes that, hey, man, if I'm going to be the best defensive lineman, I probably should, like, maybe, like, try to spread that, those seeds a little bit. And I think he's wearing that pretty well, and I think Broderick is the number one beneficiary of that. Yeah, there's been, I, a, lot I of say, I, there's been a lot of beneficiaries of me spreading seed, but go ahead. <laughs> I've got a great line. I would say. Is beautiful. Um, I, I would say, so to go back to our winners and losers, um, I, would, I would list Aleem McNeil as a winner. And again, they're yes. not in pads, so it's not like they're not tackling. It's not mm-hmm. full contact. Just watching him consistently beat whoever was in front of him, whether he was lined up over the center, whether he was lined up over the left guard, the right guard, first team, second team, it didn't matter. His initial quickness and his I can't give too much away, but like, because it's not padded, you don't want to read too much into it. But the, his use of his hands and shoulders and variety of moves has clearly improved, even from the end of last season to now. He's trying out new combinations of, of physical movements and ways to, to beat, and they're working. Now, some of that is that the offensive line. Ah, we were guy. both we were both a little bigger last year. We we're both coming into camp yeah. <laughs> at our fighting weight. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be there, boy. But, yeah, he won't. He will not tell us what his weight is now. We we have asked, but he's he's clearly slimmed down some. Yeah, but he's he's certainly a winner. And uh, I, uh, you know, I we get it all the time that the defensive line just isn't good enough. Um, and Chris, I, I'll say it's all blue in the face. Your defensive coordinator was an all-pro cornerback. They addressed the secondary. That's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But don't don't doubt that Ali McNeil cannot be what you wanted Jalen Carter to be in Detroit for yeah. most people. Because I think most people that are still bitching about the defensive mm-hmm. line are people that are Jalen Carter sycophants. And look, I think he's going to be a good player. Um, I think all I think the reports people- out of Philadelphia are that he's going to be fine, but. I think people that are He's concerned with the defensive line are are very much similar with people concerned about JMO hasn't shown me anything, right? I haven't seen it. And I that's, think they're very much, fair. yep, they're worried because, hey, last year it wasn't quite up to snuff. We've seen a lot of things this year, and you and I have talked about a lot of things that you saw in uh, <laughs> in workouts from these guys. A lot more to see, a lot more to do, but they've definitely look like they've made a couple of steps in the right direction. So, yeah. And I think the cohesion of bringing Aleem, bringing Bugs and Kaminsky back, I think is a very big thing. I think that that late in the year, again, the Carolina game is an aberration. Hopefully Uh, I I think you're not going to see a game like that. But too many people focus on only that. And you don't focus on Dalvin cook's last game in a Minnesota Vikings uniform, getting 21 yards on 17 carries. Like they bottled the crap out of him. They bottled the crap out of Aaron Jones with the Packers. They did really, really well against traditional rushing attacks. Teams that did the read option crap, they gave them hell. Um, Chicago, Philadelphia earlier Mm -hmm. in the year. Uh, That that, that was was a problem. I think that's going to be better this year. That's certainly been an emphasis. They, it's very clear from the way that they are practicing that they have spent a lot of time and thought on how to better defend the non-traditional rushing attack. And I think you're going to see that 
bear itself in in training camp, in preseason, and then into the regular season. That's specifically why Jack Campbell is a lion, why they valued him so highly. Yep. Because Rodrigo couldn't be that guy. Derek Barnes, although I, I'm going to list Derek Barnes as a winner as well because he's taken most of the first-team reps and looks like he belongs. That's good. Like he's playing ahead of Jack Campbell right now, and, and thus far there's no reason to doubt that that doesn't stay. I know there was a big thing, I forget when it was said, but the Jack Campbell hasn't earned the starting spot. That's that's factually correct. He's not starting right now. Like if they were to go play now, Derek Barnes and Alex Anzalone are your outside are your off ball linebackers. James Houston or possibly Julian Okwara are playing that Sam role, which is more of a pass for stand up pass rush edge, but is probably technically going to be referred to as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Campbell's not in that group, but he's 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 closing. It's quick, <laughs> but uh, Derek Barnes has had a great offseason, and Kelvin Shepard talked about it at length the other day, and, and he's right. You can see it. You can see him. He's not guessing as much, and he is starting to. The the big thing for me, and Kelvin Shepard brought this up in the in the presser when he, when he did it was that Derek is seeing what is going on in front of him, and also dictating what goes on in front of him instead of trying to just read and react off of it. He's like, hey, slide over into that gap. You know, don't don't be here. Be here. And because that's going to help me, but that's also where their play is going. And uh, that's that's a development that was not Derek Barnes in the past. He has not been that guy. Yeah. We've seen that mental processing and awareness jump with him. Again, oh. they're not tackling. They're not they're not like he, he's got to he's got to keep that rolling but the 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 things that you can evaluate with him have looked fantastic this offseason i want to talk about the quality of coaching staff and i want to use campbell as the one, one of the markers you jack want campbell. jack yeah jack you want jack campbell to be the best linebacker he's going to be you don't let him be number one day one you make him work you make you give him Ernie a Sims target. Comes to mind. You give him a target and make him drive for it. And that's a guy yeah. you go there. He'll go wherever you point him. Right. Let's if you what? put that challenge in front of you, then nothing's going to stop him. He's he is a grinder. Right. If you put him out there though, and he's got it on day one, it's a guy like that gets a little bit lost. You know what I mean? Because he didn't earn it. He just showed up and got it. Oh, this is easier than I thought it was. Not not how you drive a guy like that. Derek Barnes. 100%. Getting that honor into that position right now where he's playing based on how well he's doing. He recognizes I've earned this. I'm here because I got it. And now he's got someone pushing him. He's got someone. This is nope. this is coaching and this is quality coaching, knowing who you have, knowing how to get the most out of them and get them to be their very, very best. This is a prime example. And it's Kelvin Shepard. It's Aaron Glenn. And it's Dan Campbell. I guarantee it's all three of them working together on a strategy for their guys and how they want them to grow. Because you can't have just one coach doing that. And then the other coaches, when they talk to him, being on a little bit different page or not carrying the exact same message. I guarantee this is that coaching staff being aligned on how to motivate their people, knowing their people, what drives them and how to get them to be the best they can be. I just this is like one really clear example of the quality of the coaching staff we have, I think. Um, I want I'll to- say um, we have we haven't seen a lot of it, but I will say that new defensive line coach John Scott very much fits into that as well. Yeah, he, yeah. he's 
not that Todd Wash wasn't a good fit because I thought I thought Wash was a very good coach, and I I think he's going to do well in Carolina. Wish him the best, but I I do think that John Scott fits into what you just talked about very nicely. And they did interview quite a few people for that spot and mm-hmm. uh, chose him. And it was it it's been clear so far why they liked him and chose him. Todd Wash is going to get soft eating all that food, hanging out with his family too much. Uh, Steve Shettick. <laughs> the best Steve, barbecue, by the way. Steve Shettick, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Martin, Braddock Martin gave me Sean Rogers vibes last time. I'm saying, yeah, I can, I can get that. I can get that out of him. Uh, let's Sean see. Sean Rogers. Uh, Barnes was brought in as a project. First Green Bay game, game showed why they think he could be a stack linebacker. He would be a perfect number three. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? I, I agree with that. I And I think... I think that's how it will eventually settle, but it might not start that way. <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's very clearly above Jack Campbell right now on mm-hmm. their mental depth chart, and if they have to produce one, a physical depth chart as well. <laughs> um, nine drinks. I expected this to be actually referring to a freezer instead, but hookers in the crock pot on warm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cause I know nine drinks and he would refer to the hooker in the freeze in the garage, but, uh, <laughs> no, this is, and this is, this is perfect. And it's, he's referring to easy. Does it earlier said hookers cook in the oven. Um, this is perfect. Again, this makes so much more sense as you're seeing how they're handling these guys. This is the perfect yeah. way to bring hooker up. This is the perfect way to bring hooker into Goff's life, right? This is the perfect way not to knock the legs out from under Goff when he's potentially playing his very, very best football. He has a lot of potential. You also have somebody that can give him a little push now and start to continue to put more pressure. And then when you get to contract time, right now, when you have to make the decision, you have everything you need to be able to make that decision. I, I really love how they've done this and and how they've respected both men in the process of doing it. I, I just, again, this is a masterful stroke from the front office. This is how you handle people. This is how you, you know, Everybody can point to the bad manager they've had <laughs> along the way, but it's hard because they, you know, people all eventually wind up. In Hi, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> wind up in management and leadership positions. And I say management more often than I say leadership. And what happens? The vast majority of them aren't good. They, they say all had that bad manager. They knew what they did wrong. They were going to be better. And then they're just as bad. You're seeing leadership. You're seeing a front office. You're seeing a team that has got it. And it's to a person They've got it. Um, we talked about how they weeded out some of the uh, some of the coaching stink that was there early in the year. There was somebody that was fired. You know, I, I, we had the inside uh, line on why he was run out on a rail very quietly. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to say his name, um, but it was it was them policing their ranks and and building the right team. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is going to be. I think. I, I mean, right now. I'm in prediction mode, but I think potentially after this year, it's time to to talk about leadership books out of this, this group, because there's principles at work here that are pretty like, I'm just seeing all the little pieces, man. I'm seeing all the little pieces of people that know how to lead and what they're doing and aren't sitting there faking their way through it till they make it, man. It's, it's really understanding your people's number one. Mm. All right. It's, it's a nice way to go. And to, to just tie back to the earlier question that somebody brought up and I forget who asked it about Monty Williams coming in. You can only hope that that happens for the Pistons, um, who have a lot of talent, but have had injury and cohesion problems and a coach that was trying to 
keep trying to hammer triangles into circles, man. <laughs> like yeah. maybe let them be, maybe let them be triangles. Uh, and, and maybe run the triangle offense might work. I'm Just all, fun. yeah, they, they do that. We'll get a wishbone for a couple plays in Detroit. And <laughs> I would have to go to a doctor because it's going to be more than four hours. I, I know that for sure. I just want to see somebody pull the wishbone out for a couple plays. I think it would be so much fun, bro. It, it would be so much fun. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that, but no, you won't. Um, we did see a couple of interesting formations where it was, it was, inter- we're not, we're not, we're, I'm, I, I seriously, I could get in trouble if I say it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's creative almost. It's almost like, like why, you know, like, it's like when you've got the perfect cake and then you put like some weird frosting on it, like that's see there, there's a little, and, and I, 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 Ben Raven and I looked at each other cause we were, we we're the only people that were standing on the field that, where they did it at the time. We're like, I'm not sure that's a good idea. <laughs> like, like what they tried to do on the play, and the de- the defense figured like they caught it right away. Like yeah. the, it didn't work. But I'm like, okay, experimentation <laughs> is important. Okay, experimentation is important. Yeah. Um, why this no, was the time to do that? Why no extension for Jonah Jackson? I expect him to get extended. That's why I think we're keeping a lot of money on the books. A little carryover cap to help take care of light, light the load of some of this stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I um, think that could be done before he's back on the field again. Careful. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise, wouldn't surprise him. <laughs> careful. Urban Meyer ran the wishbone once for the Florida Gators. Could be the monkey's paw. Don't, don't, don't put that on me. Ricky Bobby. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was fun on the goal line. I, I just, Dan, I know you're listening, man. Come on. Talk to Ben, work up a wishbone play for me. Just a one goal line wishbone play, please, please, please. All right. I will say that Colby Sorsdahl came from an offense that ran some wishbone. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just, just putting that out there. <laughs> putting that uh, out there. All right. Um, let's talk about, let's go to the loser side really quick by talking about who's going to win the okay. kicker battle. Ah, <laughs> uh, so we haven't seen Badgley. He hasn't been there. Um, Last was that Thursday. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so the, the the team is running the team drills on the field on the right. On the left field, they're kicking off the like the the little like metal tee that holds the ball up and they're kicking and just to warm up. And they're missing everything. Like it's bad. Um, and I'm standing between those two fields, so I have a, that's my vantage point. And so like every time they're kicking, I'm like looking, I'm like wow, that was, that was way wide left from 40 yards, like not good. <laughs> then they go over to the other one. They have to make an extra point to end practice. Just one of them does. Romo misses pretty badly. Patterson hits the upright. So they wound up, they both went six for 10, on matching kick for kick. Uh, I will say Romo's, Romo's good ones were very Matt Prater esque. His misses were wild. <laughs> like he, and the biggest thing I'll say on the kicker, Riley Patterson kicks the same. Like the ball comes off his foot the same every time. It just it might not be where he needs it to go, but like it's got the same rotation. It's got the same motion. Like 
the consistency yeah. there is in Romo's out there like some of them are knuckleball, some of them are screwball, some of them are like golf banana ball, some of them are hooks. Like there's no rhyme or reason to where the ball's going <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, and it's it's wild. Uh he certainly has a much, much bigger leg. Patterson, he made one from I want to say it was 51, and it just missed hitting the back of the upright. And it was pretty clear that's as far as he can kick the ball. <laughs> like, no, it's not going any he's, – he's not making anything beyond that. And Romo's like – Romo kicked one from 58, and it was it was wide right, but it was it would have been good from 70 if it was online. <laughs> like, it was like, wow. <laughs> so – it depends on what they value. Um, my assertion in a brief conversation that I had with Dave Fipp is that they're going to value who's a better kicker from inside 45 yards because that's where, they, that's where they're going to kick. They're not kicking the 50-yard field goal. They're, Dan's going for it. By the way, we like that. It's a good thing. That means because the, the analytics tell you that's the smart decision, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. most of the time, based on situational football. They... I think it was, did we talk about it on here? We did talk about it on here about uh, the amount of scenarios where there was a game winning kick of beyond 52 yards. Um, Three of them have happened to against the lions. The lions have had four since 2006, four in 17 seasons. Like you're not going to, you're not going to pick your guy based on that freak outlier of a situation you want the guy who's going to make every kick inside 45 yards and i think that's who's going to decide it and i think patterson is better geared for that but he hasn't done that in in the offseason like he's just he's been as erratic as romo on the short kicks so badgley i think is going to win the job unless they cut all three and bring somebody else in and they could very well do that yep Um, my early take on the kicker on 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 the (laughs) loser side this 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 piece, this channel will set it up. Uh, is it weird that if Goff has a great season and wins the Lions' first playoff game in forever, he'll be hated by even more by a lot of people? I, and I do hate that. I actually really do hate that because I I really like Goff. Read, read that. Read that again. I, 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 I don't process that. I really like Goff as a person, and I'm I am a Goff rooter. I I unabashedly really want this guy to do well, not just for the Lions, but because I think the guy has had such a crazy road and so much that would tear so many people apart inside that he deserves it. He deserves it. So okay, here we go. Is it weird that? If Goff has a great season and wins the Lions' first playoff game in forever, he'll be hated by even more. He'll be hated even more by a lot of people. I don't. I don't. I don't get that. I. I, I some people. I don't. This, is, this goes back to the JMO conversation. Some people so double down on opinion that it's not a rational opinion. That uh, uh, okay. They okay. despite contrary evidence. I did that again. Uh, they will not change that opinion. <laughs> Contrary. Got to hear the pre-show, folks. <laughs> that's, that's a great reference. That's why we're laughing. I don't. I don't comprehend. Like if Jared Goff went, like that's what you want him to do. Like that's what we all want him to do. And like, why would you hate? Why would you be upset by that? If you're going to be upset that they're going to have to pay him fifty million dollars a year and that he can't replicate it again. Okay. 
okay. But how many years like is he going to replicate it? How many, how many years do you have to replicate it before people say he's not going to replicate it again? I mean, they said it about Brady, I guess, for this entirety of his career. Uh, he can't do it again. He's too old now. And then he goes to Tampa and he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, it was the same thing. But, I mean, the guy's shows he can, if, yeah, he can yeah. if he wins this year, if he wins two playoff games, one playoff game, right? He's already better than every quarterback since, what was it, Eric Kramer that won it for us Eric way back Kramer. in 91? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's already better than all of those guys. And, and, you know, by the stretch of quarterback wins is a stat, how important that one is. Quarterback uh, wins is such a stupid. <laughs> I know, I know. But, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It is what it is. Oh, well. Like, the, I, I'm more worried about quarterback losses and the golf that we saw last year, other than New England and Miami, didn't really lose any games. Yep. Um, yep. Wasn't very good against Carolina, but it certainly wasn't his fault. It, he, his hands were a little tied when the Panthers are running ramshod. Um, Like this is a team that is constructed for the quarterback to not lose football games, not to have to win them. That's, that's something that Stafford, not to compare Stafford to golf, but Stafford never really had that except 20, the first year they went to the playoffs when the defense was really, that was 2012. 2014, yeah. 2014, yeah, where the defense was really, really good, yeah, off and and that uh, and he wasn't quite ready to not to be that guy yet. And I, th- I think I think the sad thing is that he actually flipped it like the next year. But yeah, that's ancient history. Um, I don't understand why you would not want Goff to be successful like that. That uh, I'm certainly not his biggest fan, but like he's capable of doing very good things we've seen it like why wouldn't you want that why would you root against like that that doesn't make any sense to me chris <laughs> like and i don't i don't know like accomplishing things that nobody else has done in detroit like why would that make you hate like yeah well just no they're I, just doubling I, I down on what they had they're doubling down on what they had um really quick loretto asks that is quarterback wins <laughs> a stat uh if you have youtube and YouTube TV, you look at that thing, stats for nerds. It's a stat for losers. Quarterback wins. Just so you know. There you go. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Let's roll into, uh, and this is an important thing. Uh, give a big shout out to uh, the man who looks into your soul. Gray. Michael Gray. Uh, he did a thing on <laughs> on what matters in offseason prior to training camp. What matters it for the Lions. Great. And it was it was oh, spectacular. And the number one thing, the key was injuries. So no I want to take a moment and go back and say, Riz, how do we fare on injuries in Allen Park during our OTAs? We're looking really, really good there. The most significant injury that we saw happen was Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he'll be ready for training camp based on the conversation I had last Thursday. Not not anything serious. David Montgomery could have practiced last week. They they held him out. They're being they are being wildly conservative with injuries. Like if you if you show up with a sniffle, like they're sending you home with like they're a flu. Like they're that, <laughs> they're they're being incredibly prophylactic on the on the uh, injury front. Um, I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No for sense sure. in getting somebody hurt. What about what about Hooker? He's got this injury. I mean, he couldn't even throw during practice. I, I this was so I we uh, <laughs> I, 
I did the short on this. Thank you, Chris, for allowing me to promote my short. Of course. Uh, I, I watched Hooker throw to Trinity Benson for probably 20 minutes after Thursday's practice ended. And I go back, I watched a ton of, I think I watched every Tennessee game but one last year. He looked like that guy. I will say uh, he already throws the best deep ball on the team. Even in his injured state, his touch and ball placement down the field is better than Goff. It's certainly better than Sudfeld. It's way the hell better than Adrian Martinez. But like, it's, it's, it's really, really good already. And that's, he's, he is seven months out. I think tomorrow is the anniversary, actually, the, whatever the 14th is. That's seven months from his surgery. It's crazy. Nine it's months will be the middle of training camp, like the second or third preseason game. I, uh, one of the debates that we had internally in the, in the media room last week is, is he going to start on PUP or is he going to start on the roster? I still think he's going to start on PUP just because I think that another Winner, Nate Sudfeld, who looked pretty damn good, by the way, other than the fir- the first day of OTAs that we got to see, like, oh, crap, Tim Boyle 2.0. <laughs> he quickly, uh, he again, presented with new information. You got to change your, like, he was rotten the first day. Mm-hmm. Minicamp last week, he was very good. Like, okay, I get it. I see what I see what they see. I, when Mark Brunel tells me that he really likes what, what Nate Sudfeld does, I believe Mark Brunel now because I've seen it now. I needed to see it, and I yep. saw it. Yep. Like that's I, so I don't. I don't think they're under any urgency to rush Hooker back, mm-hmm. but I would say that if they needed him to be ready September seventh, I wouldn't bet against him being unready. I just like, want, I, I, th- I think he could play if he had to. I got to call it. To he, lo- he looks really good. He um, the health wise, he's wearing a. So he's just wearing like like tights, basically. Um, whereas Emmanuel Mosley is still wearing the full like leggings. Yeah, yeah, but his yeah Mosley's is like like a, got the wrap is clearly a brace yep. that's limiting his motion quite a bit. He is. If Hooker won't be ready for the start of the season, there's no way Mosley is based on what we've seen from them so far. And we've seen Mosley running off on the side with Tracy Walker, and he is nowhere close to his where Tracy is in his progress from a kill. That's a different injury, obviously. I need to um, really quit. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Trace, Tr- Tracy will be ready um, when training camp starts in six weeks, four to six weeks. No, I, no doubt in my mind about that. I need to tell Russ really quick. Ken Button here. He's got a hooker. We got the protection. Uh, we need that shirt. Russ, <laughs> that's that's there. There's the hooker question. We got the we got the protection. Uh, Hank's tanks. Uh, Hen and Hooker put together. There's something there. There's something there. So please, I'm begging you. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked out, we've got some some crazy, awesome uh, merch on the at the store, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. And there's new stuff coming, store. and it's bitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to see one. The first time you see it, we'll be at the training camp party. That's It's, it's, it's glorious. It's it, great. It is fantabulous. One of the, I think it's potentially the best we've had 
Um, you got Jeff TB shirt right here, which is a good one. It's this one's really, really good. If you want to do, if you really want to put the F to the TP, it's right there. And then also Hank's tanks. We've got one of these signed by the entire offensive line and Frank or pff, Frank. It's Frank Haley in the office. Hank, Hank Fraley. It's, it's, it's like Superman, right? When he's got his glasses on and his little notebook, he's Frank Haley. But when he takes those glasses off and starts coaching, it's Hank Fraley. Um, Hank Fraley also signed it. And uh, we're going to put that up for auction uh, for St. Jude this year. Uh, what a sweet, sweet deal. Every one of those guys has signed it over their name. It's a great shirt. Get your ears now. They're available at DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. And, of course, uh, some of those will also be available as door prizes. There'll be other cool items available uh, at the party at Uptown Grill in Commerce Township. That's at Detroit Lions. It's a party at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. Um, hooker, 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 hookers. Love talking hookers. Let's get into... Um, Riz said he wanted to talk about dumb questions. I wanted to also give Gray uh, a big shout out, Michael Gray, because he... So there's a guy... Let's just say this. There's a dope at the Freep. There's more than one, but there's one dope in particular everyone's talking about. Um, and this exact thing Gray called out in his video last week. He called this exact thing out. And the next day, this dope stood up to the plate and took the wildest swing that you've ever Lead seen. Lead off question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> incredible and now everyone's gone crazy everyone's gone crazy about this isn't new behavior folks this is this isn't like and and, and oh people are finally, finally have being fed up with it but what in the heck kind of garbage riz what what are you guys smoking when you walk into that room because you guys are breathing way too much of your own farts oh. man there, there's some of the dumbest questions i hear are coming out of those are they already in off-season mode are they out of gas what what the heck is going on man because this guy this guy's this guy was I, a complete uh, dope and got all kinds of all kinds of press but we've got people who who get hey you want to answer ask a question you're, you're the media in the room no i'm in off-season mode uh oh what's your question i mean some of the dumbest things you've seen you heard people come out of people's mouth whose role and this mike said this perfectly the role of the people in that room is to connect the fans to the people that are in that room at the press at asking questions of the people of the team the coaches the players the whole thing and getting answers that those fans want and it's like they're serving themselves rather than doing the job of the press in that room and it's we it, like i said it was like episode 10 when we started criticizing the, the 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 stupidity of some of this stuff but it's it's gotten worse bro it's gotten worse what's wrong in there because there's smart I people say, there's a lot so of smart people there what's going on there <laughs> there's a lot of really good people there yeah. um i have to say i have to be careful because I share a employer, um, my paychecks come from the same place that his do, and I have already been in trouble once for um, uh, closing the umbrella a little too tightly on someone else, even though I was right and I was vindicated, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, but I will only say that I have never seen a collective media room get as upset with and and let the person know it that what are you doing 
there was a lot of a lot of that last Thursday. Very immediate blowback to the 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 line of questioning and the relentlessness and vigor with which he pursued. Let it. me let me stop right there. But just, let me stop because yeah, go ahead. This isn't the first time, right? And this is oh the school. It's not like the school of fish turned, right? And when you and, and you see this continuously. Yeah. Boom, the narrative turns, everybody goes with it. Everybody runs in that direction. It's like there's no, it's, it's it's like there's no individual thought. There's no life experience put into this stuff. I mean, I mean, this is one of the things where I've talked to you about. Like the things that you place in your articles, you do articles themed with music. You do you do all kinds of things based on real life experience, right? But this is a yeah. group think, a mindset where, whoop, okay, now we're all gonna be mad at Carlos. Let's go. And okay, some funny things come out of it and things happen, but why is it that only now when everybody's there, when it's safe for the herd of zebras to run together, do they all go that way? Why doesn't anyone who isn't in, in a position where they can't speak, why doesn't anybody have the sack to speak out about, about it outside of that? Why, why, why is it all groupthink? Because that calls into the question, the quality of the reporting you're getting out of there. If all they do is follow that same school of fish, wherever the laser pointer goes. I think I, uh, that's a good question, and I don't I don't have a good answer for it. But I will just say that I think, to your earlier point that, and to Gray's point specifically, that we are sort of the conduit to find out what the fans want. I think the people that are in Detroit specifically and listen to a specific program on a specific station believe that that's what the fans want because that's their agenda. And I think that you need to get away from that. I, I noticed that those of us who are further away from that tend to not be involved in that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If we have outlets on our own where we're not insulated, um, there are, as with every, there are clicks in the Detroit Lions media room. Uh, I'm part of one. I know I am. <laughs> I, I tend to like those people a lot, but I'm, I am someone who will float between clicks and not get too attached to anyone. Mm -hmm. But I will say that the click that 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 specific click and it's three people and you know who two of them are, Chris, right off the top of your head. The third one is more behind the scenes, but it's very evident that he's part of that. Mm -hmm. Their entire world is that mentality, that Detroit versus everybody. Riz got cut off. That's it. He said too much. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. He, someone's making popcorn over there. Um, this is definitely worth snapping. And that all right, buddy. Sorry, Riz. Am we I lost. You're back. You're back, buddy. I'm back. Okay. Did I, did I say too much and get whacked? Yeah, I was wondering if, uh, <laughs> if, 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 uh, if, 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 let me just say, okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to go, me. I'm going to go to this because this is something that um, people that, that Certain people don't like. I mean, I, I saw somebody say um, the media had a closed door meeting. They shouldn't. They should be in competition. They did not. There used did to not. be a, something called the fairness doctrine. The fairness doctrine ensured that, that, that media outlets weren't owned in a consolidated monopolistic way. 
And that's out the window, not just for sports, but across the board. And it drives me bonkers because we, no matter if it's sports, no matter what it is, we are under and miss and malinformed continuously. And it drives me nuts because the problem is, is the people you have trying to fill the role of the, 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 the kind of old school statutory multi-year, you know, media uh, kind of, I don't call them empires, but the, the, the pillars of, of media are wackadoos, <laughs> right? They're filling in the gaps left behind by the people who are failing at their job. And that's the thing that drives me bonkers because it's not good for anybody sports or otherwise. So anyway, that, um, so uh, let me just say this on, on this, there was a national reporter that was there Thursday. And as we're walking out to the fields, like, because those questions specifically were being asked while he's there, he's like, is this what people in Detroit are? And, and, the person I was walking with, um, and the national reporter, like to the net, we're like, Fuck, no, it's not. No, this is this is somebody tilting at windmills that aren't there. Um, obviously, that's Don Quixote. I killed the reference. Sorry, bad joke. Um, read Don Quixote, folks. It's very, it's a great book, and it's not D O N K E Y. Cervantes freaking nailed it. <laughs> but the this is that's the problem with what's happening though is that a national reporter is there. And he doesn't know that that's like that this person is tilting at a windmill. He's like, oh, this is what this is what Detroit thinks. Like, and that's that's I think where that you talk about the school of fish turning. I think we saw that, and we're like, we don't want that. Like, that you did for ages. We've been yelling at you guys Ah. for ages. (laughs) Certain folks, yes. The problem there's, is there's that, a lot of very good people who are very good at their jobs in that mm-hmm. room. Unfortunately, those tend to not be the loudest voices in the question asking department. The, the, the now, I will part, say the sad part is the people that defend it are the ones with the alt accounts that only pop up when you make those kind of criticisms and protect the idiots. There's a lot of that. In there. It's really. And, and like I've like started cataloging some of the accounts on Reddit. It's hilarious. It's I, I love like just like Reddit long, still exists. I thought well, that no, not work. right now. It doesn't. It may, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'll, I'll feed them for ages. It's so fun. Um, anyway. There we go. I will. I will say the reaction from the Lions employees that are in the press conference room, and that may or may not include Dan, was harsher and much more clearly like, "Stop this BS!" than I've ever seen before. And 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 any in any of the teams that I've covered, and I I I, I say the story a lot. I covered the Cleveland Browns when Tony Grossi, and I'm not afraid to call him out because he's a fucking dipstick, um, called Baker Mayfield a bleeping derogatory term for a short person on a hot mic on their flagship station's program. <laughs> and the Browns let that slide. And the Lions, I will say that that won't happen in Detroit. It's like, that's. But it's one of the things that's been worrying me is the things that they have. And hopefully this hopefully this signal actually came from the Lions and the school of fish yeah. went yikes and ran in that now direction. I will say again, I, I, I want to be I just let me really quick because I've been super, yeah. super critical, right? There are tons of people in there that deserve the criticism. There are a number of people in there that do a very, very good job. 
as, as reported. Yes, so sir. I want to make sure I don't want to like throw the baby out with the bathwater or anything like that. Um, I'll just call out one in particular because I love to call him out. Justin Rogers. He and I um, were different people. We're, we're so similar in many ways and we're different in other ways, but we also understand the gradient of, of between black and white and, and live, live there. What I appreciate about Justin is his ability to, I'll say without emotion and without bias, put a story out there. And I love watching people react to Justin's work because you know who they are by the bias they paint on his stories. It's it's people. This is, I love this kind of writing because people tell you who they are when they react to the writing. And you can use that as a means to suss somebody out. It's, it's fantastic. I love Justin Rogers because he it's, it's a, just the facts, ma'am. I'm going to present a, a, a series of information and data. I'm not going to tell you, and this is why you should be mad. And this is why you should be worried or, and this is why you should care. Like it's none of that. Great, great, true journalism from Justin Rogers. I would say journalist is a stretch for likely the majority of the people in that room though. I know, I know we've said it a couple times that we're not journalists. I'm not a journalist. I'm a, I'm a historian. Now my, my history degree, focused on football, I've ingratiated myself to people that I think are very smart, Justin included, but I'm not, I don't do, I don't do, I don't do locker room interviews. I don't, I don't quite frankly see the point in them, but I, mm-hmm. I understand that people do get value out of that. Like that. I, there are a lot of very good people. And I will say overall, the Detroit media room is better than the ones that I was part of in Cleveland and Houston on the whole, but damn, the bad ones are getting worse and that's got to stop. And I do think that. So when I was, when I interrupted you, what I was going to say is I wasn't there Monday when was the first time that we had a chance to view that person's reaction to what happened on Thursday. And I haven't, I honestly, I haven't talked to anybody. I've I've been, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been, a little busy um, with life outside of football, but uh, I kind of think that he might have gotten the message based on a couple of interactions that I've had with people that were there. And I hope that takes hold because it's not fun for us. Like, like we get 15 minutes with Dan, which is or up to 15 minutes. We don't want to abuse that. We don't, we don't want to keep tilting at windmills that the, it's very, and you can vote, you can vote by clicking or not clicking on things. And I think that the coordinated effort amongst a lot of people on social media that say, hey, we're not going to click on this, stop doing it. I think that's, that's your most effective weapon against things like that. And I do think that that message did get through to at least some people who should know those things. The decision to brand that place Freep tells you the quality of the decision-making there. They've got some people that have held over, over time and, and remain, you know, quality, but they yeah. didn't make those decisions. The, the, the freep thing is such a, like how, like, like the now, free press is a hundred and some year old institution, right? I mean, it's, it's got respect. It's been, it's broken crucial stories throughout the, the, the history of Detroit and the nation and so on. How cheap have you made that brand? You know, we're going to moderate. We're going to go with freep. Like what? Whose stupid idea was that? That's that's teenage level crap. And you know what? Within another decade, freep's going to be gone. 
they're either going to be out of business or they're going to rebrand probably back to something around the Detroit Free Press. But that was a massive mistake. Just the name alone screams no credibility. <laughs> freep. We're the freep. It's, it's terrible. It's, terrible choice. It's over. not the choice I would make. I can't <laughs> say because I'm again, I get a paycheck from the same place. By the way, Justin Rogers also gets a paycheck from the same place. Mm. Um, we're all part of the Gannett umbrella. Which which is actually nice. one of the key things to kind of point out about the freedom that they have to make choices about what they write about. When we look at you, the dope over there, and Justin Rogers and the articles we get, right? That those who's telling them what to write? <laughs> editors. <laughs> I happen to be my own editor, so that that helps me out a little bit. Um, yeah, I but, know, but no, no, and I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk about the Detroit News guys. Neo, John Neo's a very good guy. Yeah. Um, Nolan Bianchi is a great. He's learning very quickly um, on the job. He and he covers a ton of sports. He's on the soccer, he's on the hockey, like boxing. He, he's he's a good dude. Yep. And he asked a couple of very good questions last week, both in the press conferences with Dan and with the players. And I think that he deserves your respect. And like that, there's so many good guys. And, and right now, and I, I take strays on it too, like we're all suffering because of one or two people in that room that are trying to push an agenda that I don't think, I'll be honest, I don't think the free, and I don't know this, but my take on it is I don't think that's coming from above. I, I think either. that's his I don't agenda either. and they're running with, and I'll tell you why I think that because the original title of that story mentioned Charles Rogers specifically that got scrubbed. If you go there, that's not there anymore. And the, the article has been edited and softened. Guess why? <laughs> I'll tell you, Ken, you nailed it. And I've said this a number of times that's named the killer Kowalski media room and people need to read how he did it because he's spinning in his grave. <laughs> if he were to look at it and that's where, that's the thing, the people that know him that are there should just kind of yeah. take a minute. Next time you walk into that media room and look at that name and think about what that name means, what that meant about journalism for the Lions, coverage for the Lions, why his name is outside that room before you step it's in. on the door as we walk in. Yep. Before <laughs> you, <can't miss> <laughs> you step in, think about that, and then go about your work in a, in, in a way that hopefully people can be proud of because that's – that's my that's my rant. With that, let's go to the training camp party, Riz. August fifth, Uptown Grill, Please. Commerce Township. We know we know who won't be there. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll bring some goons. No, no one has goons anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, bring goons to the goon. Uh, tickets are on sale right now at Detroit Lions at party Detroit Lions Party Detroit Lions It is a great time every year. Um, hundred people there last year. We hung around till two a.m. Uh, we did a live show. Great. Jerry was there. Great prizes, and then. After the show's over, we just hang out and 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 just if you want to drink, you know, we pushed like four night. or six tables together, and we were all sitting around it, and it was just That's great. Right. And like, it, I loved it because I I don't hear well. Um, I have tinnitus. I listen to too much loud music, and got I could hear everybody because the music that's on the other. Like, if you haven't been to the the Uptown Grill, first off, it's a really sweet place. They have great food, and there's a live like. 
they had they had a band in most years. Last year, I think it was just karaoke mm-hmm. going on, and it wasn't loud enough to disturb us. And I'm like, I can hear what people are saying like across the table. Like this was great. I loved it. And that honestly, that last like hour and a half that we were there last year was one of my favorite times in in doing all of this. Right. Just being with with good people, having conversations, and I love the fact that like. Well, there there were people there that were offering opinions and like I, I, it's so nice that, that people don't feel threatened by you or I that we have to tell them how to think or, or you know, they're afraid. They're not afraid to like, hey, Jeff, I think I think you might be wrong there or tell me why. Explain to me why you feel this. Like, I love that stuff because having to ver va- having to validate and think about why you have your own opinions. I think is an incredibly healthy way to go through life. I like that. Um, And sometimes the reflection makes you, when you look in the mirror, both figuratively or literally like, man, like, like right now, my hair sucks today. I'm mad about that, but I will change it. I'll wear a hat tomorrow. You're getting some compliments. We'll put them, we'll put them up here shortly. Um, Really quick. uh, Anthony Carpenter. It's funny that the Detroit free in quotes press is behind a paywall. You know, if you go, if you run Firefox, there's an add on called bypass paywalls free, or you can get it from GitHub for Google Chrome and and all the Chromium browsers. Um, It does become the free press. Once you load that little browser, Uh, there is no paywall. So just, you know, a great way to, to to sort of browse some articles you like to enjoy. Um, All right. Let's see. Somebody tips his hand. I will say this though. Subscribe to your Sunday paper and have it delivered to your house. Um, I'm, I was at my parents' house in Cleveland over the weekend. They subscribe to two different Sunday papers. Like there's a local one in Lorraine, Lorraine Journal, and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, which is also rebranded as Cleveland.com. But they get those. And I tell you, it was pretty damn nice sitting there drinking some coffee and reading an actual newspaper. Like, Did you this is cool. I on? miss this. Did you have your reading I, I glasses? Did reading yeah, glasses I know you did. did you have your pipe and slippers? I, it, but uh, no, <laughs> but it was great. Like um, I missed this. Um, as somebody, I was a paper boy once upon a time. Nineteen, I was nineteen eighty four or uh, nineteen eighty five. Indianapolis Star District Carrier of the Year. Um, and I, I, I still like to read the newspaper periodic. I don't subscribe to it anymore. I do get my local one. I, I go to the store and pick it up on occasional Sundays. It's just try that. Just try it. It's even if you have to go like you're good or seven 11, or we have a come and go here now, which is, I hate places that deliberately spell their name wrong. It's not calm is not K U M. Stop with that crap. Spell it. C O M E please. Or C U M. Um, so yeah, no, the, 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 <laughs> so the, <laughs> I can't help it. Be 12. The thing that, you know, I used to do that, but, they would not leave me alone. They called. Yes. They, 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 yes, they, they were not, I couldn't crap. cancel. I, I like, I, I took it. I took the whole thing. They broke the, they broke the industry. Uh, let's see. So really quick, we have, uh, they did. Jeff, Jeff needs to start putting people in their place. That's funny. Uh, Jeff looks good. Clean shaven. Jeff looks so good. Today. Must've gone to a spa oh, today. I'm, so I'm in a better, I have better lighting here. Like I have overhead lighting in my normal office, which is down there. Riz's um, hair looks good tonight. No, uh, I'm trying, man. I, I got a bad haircut. I, that's why I have the headphones on. Um, she got a little too vigorous on the side. So I look, I'm a sports reporter. I don't have a lot of money. So I go to, I go to great clips. Um, and a lot of times great clips has some really good people. 
the one I got last time, not so much. <laughs> it is. It oh, is what man. it is. You know. All right. This my guy um, Kenny. There's a lot going on. We're getting to that time of the year where, like I like we've talked about before, people are making some stuff up, and it's and it's it's silly, it's funny, but we've got we we've spent some time thinking up things we're going to do here in in this kind of slower period. Um, you know, look, you're going to get a lot of speculation. You're going to get the occasional police report in the NFL. You're going to get the occasional charitable thing that somebody did, and you're going to get the inevitable pictures of hey, the guys are practicing together. All those stories are going to come. And then, well, they're practicing together. But was that guy there? That guy wasn't there. They was there twice. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe his wife's there's, giving birth. Maybe yeah, he had diarrhea. Who knows? Have all kinds of things in life. Don't 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 freak out. Maybe he had a gout flare up. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs some hard to swallow pills. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. I will say um, one of the things that I I will I will promote on lions wire i have a 53 man roster prediction that will drop probably today's today's tuesday as we're recording this it'll probably drop thursday morning i am through the offense i have the defense outlined but i'll be honest with you there's like four spots out there like i have no freaking idea who's gonna make the team i, I but, just uh that's that, i'm that's sorry to interrupt Riz. I'm, I'm in a, i'm on a, an interruption roll today i apologize but i just got a tweet that came in tony ortiz says tell riz his hair looks fine <laughs> Oh, T.O., I love you, buddy. Thank you for watching, brother. I love that guy. Yeah. we T.O., hit me up, bro. Let's 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 talk. Let's do some stuff. Let's do some stuff, man. I love doing stuff with you, T.O. All right. Um, well, I better I better change that off because I normally I say bad things. I, I like doing broadcasting stuff with you, T.O. You're the you're you are one of my local heroes and have been. I, I love I love his delivery. He has such a crisp, polished, like He's so good at his job, man. It's it's cool to see when good people get get find their place. I love that. And, the thing uh, about the say, thing about To is he's good at so many things. Like he's yes. look, I, I, and and I'll and To, you're gonna hate me for doing this, but I'll he's put smart. I'll put him in the same <laughs> kind of a spot as as Dan Miller. In that you can drop Dan Miller into any position, any interview. He's being interviewed. He's interviewing. He's doing the the news radio. He's doing sports radio, you know, sideline. It doesn't matter. Anything you put him in, he nails it. He, he, he fits there. It's like, he's been doing it his whole life. Dan Miller does that. Yeah. Tony Ortiz does that too. He's just he such a consummate professional. I, and look, like, Look, yes. I, I'll, I'll never be that good, right? I can have fun and do the things that we do, and we can have a lot, of, you know, excitement. I'll never be as good as Tio, and I, I, I wish, no. but I, I know where my, you know, your limits, and you just do what you can do no. to do what you can do. So, um, anyway, let's talk about really quick. We got some shows coming up. June twentieth will be our next show, so next Tuesday, and then on the thirtieth, ten days right? later. Thirtieth will be ten days later. Uh, we're 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 dancing between our vacations here and some of the stuff we're doing as well. Okay, so on the thirtieth, Riz is going to be out. I I think I'm going to have I haven't told him yet, but I think I'm going to have Gray. Uh, if not, I'll have somebody. There's always somebody. Uh, we've got a whole bench of good 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 people. Uh, and then pretty close after that, we're going to do a July third show. We were going to do a July fourth, but Riz said, you know. I skipped my wife's birthday the last 10 years. I should really do it this year. Why don't we just do it on the third instead? And I said, well, okay. My my wife, my wife is indeed born on the 4th of July. And this was kind of a big birthday for her. Yeah. She doesn't like to talk about that, but it's a big one. We won't, but you know, happy birthday, Mrs. Riz. And uh, so we're doing a July 3rd. It'll be an independence party. So we will have some fun with that. Uh, Join us. There will be, 
there may be fireworks, but there will be, you know, we'll have our own little cookout here on the, oh, we'll have show. some verbal fireworks for you. <laughs> uh, and then after that, July, I felt like Mike Greenberg right there. That was icky. <laughs> after that July 12th and then July 25th. So it's not going to be the steady, like yeah. weekly thing here. We're both going to and fro. I've got a really nice thing planned for my wife and I, a little, just a couple's thing. Riz has got some things going on. He's got some family time, some wife time. And, and end of it, end of my boys, AAU basketball life with mm-hmm. my son ends the third weekend in July. And we're all pretty happy. Like I'm going to miss end. it. He, he's really going to miss it, but yeah. we're also kind of ready for that chapter to be done. And so my July, as I, as I told Chris, I will be home this weekend I will not be home again for a weekend. And this is assuming that the Lions are holding training camps. I won't be home on a weekend again until the first week, the second weekend in September. (laughs) So it's crazy. (laughs) I've got on my Delta app, six different trips loaded up right now. Oh man. And it's crazy. And that just takes us through training camp. It's, it's, it's nuts. We're all over the place. I'm in so many different towns. So what, what are we going to do in between those things? Worry not my friends. We have you covered. We have Scott and we have gray and we have Ash and we have Chris and whatever other stuff our wheels pick up along the way. Uh, We have some great stuff. Riz will be doing some videos. I'll be doing some videos. I actually have a a, a series in mind that I'm going to put together. That's uh, will work in perpetuity. And, and it'll help take a little bit of the edge out of the, out of the regular show for Riz to, to, to not have to worry so much about me uh, <laughs> and, 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 and the volatility that comes sometimes. Uh, I got something really fun that, to, to do there. So that'll be really good. Uh, we're going to have good content for you throughout this downtime. And it's not going to be just silly stuff. It'll be, it'll be important and, uh, and, and relevant stuff for you. We'll have fun with that. How's that? Um, one question is, oh, your wife's turning 21. I, my initial was like, yeah, but then I like, no, you've been married way too long. Don't, don't admit that. Right? <laughs> my, so um, I actually, the week that we're taking off in July, my son turns 18. So that's part of the reason why we're not going to be doing anything that week too. <laughs> yeah, 18. Boy. And we'll be in, where are we that week? Louisville, St. Louis, somewhere. Maybe both. I don't even know. Question about broadcasting from training camp. Yes. Let me tell you really quick about that. Um, we will have coverage at camp. We'll actually have some coverage afterward. At, we'll do some some podcasts, some some shows as well. And, of course, at the podcast party, at the training camp party on August 5th at Uptown Grill. Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Or, no, sorry. Go to party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Party. Yeah. Uh, go there. Get tickets. It's great. Uh, we'll do a live show there, and it'll be – it's a ton yeah. of fun. It's We it's, cannot – we are um, we are not able to go live from Allen Park. That's well, um, the the only people that are allowed to do that are the official broadcast oh, yes, partners of the Detroit people Lions. that aren't credentialed. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's true. Um, so, like when I do those shorts, <laughs> I deliberately cannot take. I cannot let you see the field. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would get in a lot of trouble. Uh, and we're not allowed to, we get, what does it, 20 to 30 minutes of. There's a couple dopes that got in trouble. What was it? Two years ago. I remember. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Somebody actually got in trouble this past week because they filmed something. Um, So so I filmed, I put it on Twitter and I put it in one of my reports was that I filmed Levi Anzarike going through a drill. That was during the open shooting portion. Somebody the next day 
shot a different video of him in the non time and they got in a lot of trouble for it. So you so, got to be very careful about that. We've got right now, Chris outside in a van broadcasting, you know, the Rouge goes through there. I should be down in the van down by a river. If anyone has a good seventies van with the, the shag carpet interior handy, let me know. We'll do some broadcasting down by the river. God, when I was, when I was like in high school, I, I so desperately wanted one of those like van down by the river type things. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted that. Like the A team van. Yeah. But like white. Like, Will you be gambling in so Allen Park, Chris? I, I will. I actually, I am. I, I may have somebody video me placing a bet in DraftKings from the bleachers in Allen Park during training camp just to say, F the police. <laughs> yeah. I tend to only gamble through my guys. Um, I'm still of, I still use a bookie. Just come on, say it. <laughs> uh, because he uh, he requires less vig, and uh, I like the fact that he pays me timely and understands my financial situations. So I like that. Riz is working with one knee right now. All right. <laughs> So we'll have a lot of content. You don't know how true that is. <laughs> we'll have a lot of content, a lot of fun stuff. Um, really excited, really excited about what we what we've got going on. So we'll get there. Uh, don't forget about seatbeltgang.com, Jerry Jacobs stuff that we're uh, we've been working with him on some great merch. We got some new stuff. By the way, Cam shortly. Sutton and CJ Gardner Johnson are already doing the seatbelt when they make a play in camp. Already, they yeah, love I, it. I can Jury has rubbed off on them. I can tell you they all have shirts. <laughs> the entirety of yes, the defense yes, has they do. shirts. Yep. Get yours so you can be someone will think you will play for the team. Um, Detroit versus everybody. DLP Fantasy Football League. I'll get that started tomorrow. We do one every year. Go to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com starting Wednesday, and uh, we'll let you sign up, and uh, we'll get going, uh, get that fantasy league going. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun there. Um, that's that. Let's not forget about Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast as little as $5 a month gets you active in the Slack, which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Um, look, might be the only places, chat on the internet right now, too. <laughs> some places go dark because they, it's, it, that's, it's, that's, do you want to talk about Reddit for a second before we, we've signed I'll, I'll just say that I don't understand why people don't understand that Reddit <laughs> wants you to use Reddit to use Reddit. Like, why don't you understand that? It's <laughs> it's not hard. It's really not hard that Reddit wants you to use Reddit to use Reddit because like, they're going to have an IPO, which is what they what companies do. That's right, of course. But, but here's the they have here's to make the money off of it. Here's if the they're effect. not making money, they won't exist anymore. Like, but, it's but, not hard, people. And here's the effect: they want to charge for the API. Now, historically, right. they've been really friendly to developers and their users and so on. And they've and before they even had an app, those people, people went out and created uh, an app right before the Lions had a podcast. We went out and created a podcast. They have had a couple pop up <laughs> since then. Right. That's what it how it works. But now Reddit says, you know, in order to run those apps, you've got to use our API data. And you know what you're doing you're not showing our ads, so we're not making money. Now we're running the API and we're getting kind of cut out of the mix. We have for a while. We've been friendly. Now we're kind of going corporate land, IPO, responsibility to the shareholders. Why? Because we want people to invest in us and give us money so we can cash out and let the thing go to crap. There's also the issue it's not there already. that the Reddit app doesn't deal with like um, uh, aid to folks without sight. 
right? There, there's the Apollo app, for example, does that and allows them to use Reddit where the Reddit app doesn't. So there's a real viable use case. Reddit said they're committed to doing it. They suck at doing anything they say they're going to do that they're going to build. So who knows when, but there's a subset of people that are getting blocked out by, by their, by Reddit's actions there. Um, and then the third piece that this talked about is mod tools, moderator tools. Now I, you know, it's funny about the mods there because the mods are so many are power tripping. I mean, I won't get into it, but yes. they're, they're we'll just say they're a fickle bunch, <laughs> and they uh, they are what they are. And one some of, of them, them are, in particular freaking hates me. And yeah. I don't know why. I, oh, I like it's never been explained to me. But anytime anybody Kaiser. like I, I'll, I'll say this: the only time I go to I am active on the fence, mm-hmm. and I am active in um, the Dream Theater. Well, I, I go there for music stuff. I I talk music a lot. That's what I do. <laughs> I haven't been on the line scene a long time, but so, uh, several people have told me that anytime that any of my work gets referenced, like it gets killed like right away. Yeah. Like there's just one person there that just doesn't. And it's never been explained to me why that happens. So I'm with you that somebody has too much power there and probably needs to get their well, ass. The, but it's the mods. And so they, they, they signed up for free. I mean, they're janitors effectively, except they work for free yeah. and they're there to clean it up. And they create a lot of automatic things that get rid of hate speech and whatever. Nobody really knows how much there is. I, I don't know how much there is. They claim there's a lot. Maybe there is. I'm not sure. But it automatically moderates. I will tell you the comment sections that we get on social media for our, our wire sites. We get a crap ton of bots and yep, there's a lot of bots. comments and things like that. There's a and, lot and of there's, that. But the thing is, is that API allows a lot of those bots that exist on Reddit to exist, both good and bad. And so it's it's kind of changing the nature of the place. It's it's their house. It's like, you know, we did a podcast and then the Lions came out with a podcast. And, you know, I mean, we're the we're the longest running podcast out there, period. Right. We've had to change, evolve, improve and, and, and continue to try to be something that draws people in and, and entertains people and gives them what they want. We, we continually have to evaluate that. And that's what we do. We've grown exponentially this year. And I mean, years and years over the time, we've grown a lot. And it's because, frankly, we care about what we produce for people. It's it's not just I mean, it's not a revenue stream in addition to the corporate shell that holds our <laughs> holds our our our. our our, our sack for us. Um, Reddit, Reddit has to make money. Is this a shitty move? Yeah. Leave Reddit. It is. Leave Reddit. If, if, if it wasn't for this, people would still be complaining about what a holes the mods are in, in the majority of the mods are over there and saying they're power tripping dudes who need to touch grass and all that kind of stuff. Now they're jumping on with them. It's like, you know what? Leave Reddit. <laughs> it's not. It's it's. It there is are what other it is. options. A, yep. Our Patreon Slack is a great example. Yep. You can join there. It's it's, it's a funny cheap thing because you, I'm not anti Reddit. I'm not pro Reddit. I'm just like, well, this is what's happening. I think it sucks for the people who aren't going to have an option. People like who have an, a disability who aren't going to have an option to to use it. And that's 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 the real thing. What they charge for the API, I don't care what they charge for the API. I really honestly don't. Their app sucks. I don't use their app. I won't I won't go on mobile. I'll just avoid it and move on. I'll use it via browser. I use old Reddit when I use it on the browser, which by the way is a great little Firefox add-on as well to keep your 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 experience a little bit more pure and clean. You have all these like, <laughs> connections. Like I type in reddit.com oh. and like are the fence. And that's where I go. Like and I don't you get ad after ad after ad. Oh my God. I don't ugly. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I get, you I just, get like one. Mm, 
like at the top, like scroll downs. Yeah. Um, the, the aversion to advertising is a very weird phenomenon in that people want everything to be free yet. Why would it be free? Because the it's advertisers are subsidizing it. Like if you, the athletic is a great example. You don't get the advertising that you're paying for a subscription to it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're losing money hand over fist. <laughs> like it, that model doesn't work. Like you've got to see the ads or pay ridiculous amounts for subscriptions. Like there's no in between. Like yeah, that's reality, well, that's folks. The, the the reality of the world we're in, right? People are used to free content. It always comes starts out right. It's it's Reddit's a crack dealer. The first taste is free, right? Then there's some ads, and there's some more, and then you're hooked, and they got you. And now they're now it's like I can't leave Reddit. There's nothing else. Yeah, you can. You just leave. <laughs> you gotta go cold turkey. That's what you gotta do. But um. It's the whole world. It's it's we are mere steps away from Minority Report. If you remember the scene where Tom Cruise is running away and he's getting pop up ads for like toothpaste and hairspray, everything in the world is a means to deliver ads to your doorstep. Everything cable used to be ad free because you paid for it. And very quickly they said, no, we can still run ads and make money that we can double double deep. It's all it's all about getting ad time. And I don't like it. I we're we we benefit from it hundred percent. We benefit from it because it's what makes if that's if how look, I get paid. Yeah, if ads <laughs> didn't happen, we would have folded up shop a long time ago. If ads, if didn't, ads happen, didn't happen, you n- wouldn't. Nobody would be in that press room any asking for any questions. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's this necessary kind of thing, and we try to find the right balance. So I get it, and I don't. And I'm with you. I'm with you, and on uh, old school. <laughs> I, I put up there. I, I fly the flag. I do my thing. <laughs> uh, By the so, way, there there are there are a lot of great ads out there. Like some of them are wildly entertaining. Some of them are better than the concept that I'm about to view. Like <laughs> there, there's there's some great like that's that's where the creativity goes on in a lot of yep. things. Yep. Porn and advertising. Yep. It's that's that's the innovators like that. I love that kind of stuff. It's Don H says people don't need to touch grass when it's there. Perfectly legal at your fingertips. Pretty sure I know where to buy it. Yeah. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. <laughs> CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. So don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. It's a great way to support us. It helps us minimize the ads. Thank you, Don. Um, but, but like, I'll be honest, the, 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 the ads have helped us get Gray and Scott and the other folks. And we're, we're continually looking to grow a little bit with the right kind of people as well. Um, and it's because... I'm not bringing people in unless they earn money for what they do. I'm just not. It's who I am. And I don't, I don't play this game. I mean, like the subsidiary of Vox who gets people working for free all the time. I don't do that. I'm not, you know, exploitation labor here. It's people deserve something for what they do uh, on their way to doing, you know, whatever they want to do. So, so that's that. Um, Anybody that works under me at Lionswire is paid now. Yeah. It used to be that way. We've made it that way. Yep. Um, So, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You go there, you get access to the Slack, you get great stuff, and you get uh, you help the show out. You help us bring in talent and run less ads. It's, a, it's there's a direct correlation. Trust me, uh, it also, really is. There's one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like A to B. <laughs> um, call us uh, or follow us on Twitter at det lions podcast yeah. and at Jeff Risden, as you see right there below his beautiful face and hair. Uh, at det lions podcast, follow us. We're pants free all the time, but especially. on Twitter. It's where you find all the love you need. Also give us a call via Skype Detroit Lions podcast. All one word Detroit Lions podcast or call us in the Lions line at 248-782-8384-248. Rub, Rub you, you fug. fug. <laughs> Be sure to go to Detroit Lions podcast. 
Facebook.com. Subscribe to the podcast because as Riz likes to say, I want to come into your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you real soon. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.